Hey, you're listening to Marketing Out Loud, a daily podcast where I share advice, stories, and insights to help you build a thriving consulting or professional services practice. To subscribe to the show, head over to marketingoutloud.fm. Hey, folks, hope you're having a fantastic day. Want to talk to you about complex B2B sales. People tend to get very frustrated by the number of decision makers that are involved in a typical B2B purchase. Um, Data coming out of the CEB says that I think it's 5.7 is the average number of people that are involved in making a B2B purchasing decision. So somewhere between five and six people need to either sign off on your solution or look at your solution or get involved in the buying process. And that's a lot of people. Right, you might have a primary decision maker, maybe a couple of primary decision makers, and then three, four, five other people who are stakeholders who need to weigh in, need to take a look at it, need to provide their their two cents because it's going to affect them in some way. And that can be challenging, that can be frustrating because more people means more opinions, um, more potential objections, more questions, and all things considered, longer sales cycles. Um, and that can be frustrating if you're you know a consultant or a professional service provider of some sort, and you're not a professional salesperson, and you don't have the time to follow up and talk to these people day in and day out and all day because you've got work to fulfill on, clients to respond to, and otherwise work to do outside of sales and business development. So if that's you, here's my best advice to you. Here's the thing that I want you to focus on. Whoever your initial channel is into the organization, your initial contact into the organization, assuming there's somebody of authority and you want to get to the highest level decision maker that you possibly can at your first go, right? So you want to get to the decision maker or as close to the decision maker as possible. But when you have that person, you've gone as far up the food chain that you can, then you want to focus on turning that one person, that one prospect into a believer. That's where you want to focus. Turn that person into a believer. Because the reality is that's going to be very difficult for you to go and talk to all four, five, six, seven, eight people who are involved individually and get their perspective on things and bring it all together. If you can, you should, but that's going to be challenging from a time perspective and an access perspective. So what typically happens in this scenario is that one decision maker will then go and rally their team internally and have some conversations internally with the individuals involved and then maybe bring you in where appropriate. And you certainly want them to bring you in as much as possible because you want to control the narrative as much as possible. But to make your life a whole lot easier, you want to turn that one decision maker, that one prospect into a believer. You want to get them to a high level of certainty that working with you is the right choice. You want to evangelize them around the solution that you offer. So they can go to their team internally and they can say, look, I talked to so-and-so and I really believe that this is the right path for us to take. I believe that this is who we need to work with. I believe they have the solution that we need and let them rally the troops internally and then bring you in at a strategic juncture in the sales conversation to bring it home and to nurture folks and to address their objections. It all begins with that one relationship, turning that one person into a believer. What happens if you fail to do this? If you don't turn that person into a believer 
And then they go back and they say, well, look, I've got to talk to my team internally. I've got to see what they think. What's going to happen is if they have any doubts, they're going to project those doubts onto their team. They're going to go to their team and the other stakeholders. They're going to say, well, look, you know, this sounds interesting. I talked to this person, this consultant, this service provider. I like what they're saying, but I'm also not quite sure about this, that, and the other. And they're going to project all of their doubts that you failed to resolve in your conversations with them onto the team. And what's the team going to say? Well, yeah, those sound like real concerns. Those sound like major risks. That sounds, you know, risky. We're not sure about that. And they haven't even talked to you yet, right? So whether or not those risks and those concerns and doubts are warranted doesn't matter. They haven't had a conversation with you. They don't know the full story, right? So the way that you prevent this from happening is get that first buyer, that first prospect, and hopefully a higher level decision maker to a place of certainty before they take it to their team. And here's how this sounds. So they may say to you, well, look, we've got a buying team internally. We're going to go take it back to our people. I want to see what the CFO thinks and the COO thinks and so on and so forth. Right. And you say, fantastic. That sounds great. Definitely would love to hear what their perspective is on this, but let's put them aside for a second. What do you think about this? Are you confident that this is the right path? Are you confident that going through this process, working with us, using our solution will get you the results that you want? Let's focus on you first, right? And then answer those questions. There may be questions, there may be concerns, there may be doubts, flesh those out, get them to a place of certainty, and then they can become your champions on the inside. They can rally your cause internally and get everybody else to a place of certainty where you, know, you might've had challenges getting audience with them. So I hope that makes sense. When you have multiple decision makers, and you pretty much always do in a typical B2B sale, even when you're dealing with a decision maker, because what leader, whether it's a CEO or a C-suite executive, what leader makes sweeping decisions you know, indiscriminately without consulting their team, the people that this will affect? You no know, good leader does that, right? And you probably don't want to work with somebody that just makes sweeping decisions and just fills people in after the fact. You want to work with somebody who's a collaborative leader because they're going to be a collaborative partner with you, right? So that's going to happen. They're going to talk to their team. You want to embrace that, but get them to a level of certainty before they go back to their team and things are going to go a whole lot smoother and faster for you. Hope that helps. Any questions or comments, drop them below. Happy to help. Cheers. Hey, thanks for listening. Do me a favor. If you like what you hear, go on iTunes and leave us a rating and a review because it helps more people discover the show. Thanks so much.